Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of After 5 at Jumix. And today, our topic is dealing with 10 kinds of customers you love or hate. So today, I'm your host, Sand Steel, together with my partner here. Hello, this is Deanna. So today, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic. Of course, I think a lot of people are interested to know. So imagine yourself in a supermarket, okay? So today, I'm going to be a customer with 10 types of personality, okay? If I become, you know, crazy or, or something, then please, you know where I've, I got my roots from, okay? And then Sans is going to be a frying pan seller, okay? Today, as a customer, I'm going to buy frying pans. So the first customer that I would like to share with is, of course, the fundamental, the hashtag auntie kind of customer. Of course, when you think of this, you will think of discounts, la, free gift, la, and all that thing. Okay, so for every customer that we are going to go through, I will do a small reenactment with Sen. So today, as the auntie I'm going to be, I'm going to start. Beep. Ah, hello, Leng Zai. Ah. This one, ah, how much? Ah? This one, 100 bucks only, miss. Wow, so expensive. Ah. So if I buy two, got discount and got free gift. Ah. Yes, miss. I'm sure when you use the frying pan, right? Your oil is going to spill out from your frying pan. So we will give you a free frying pan cover that makes sure not a single drop of oil is going to come out. Not only that, I'm sure you, you want to cook a lot of different dishes to your children, right? So we are going to throw in another free cookbook and inside have a lot of recipe. And all of these are free for you. Wow, Thai Okay, bye. Beep. Ah, so this is the first type of customers that you will see, like, you know, very auntie type. Lah. Then Sans will explain why he replied that way. Yeah, so, so this is actually a very common type of customer who always want to ask for discount, ask for free gift. So my advice to deal with this kind of customers is to first highlight the value of your product or service and then try to do a value stacking. Do you know what is value stacking, Diana? Not really. Okay, so value stacking is actually like when you add in some other products or some other services into your core services to complement with your product so that it will bring up the total value of the whole deal. So for example, just now I, I selling the frying pan for 100 bucks, but then I throw in the frying pan cover that may be worth 50 bucks mm. and I throw in another recipe book which may be worth 30 bucks, right? So I throw in more items inside. So now the whole deal worth more than 100, maybe worth 200. So the auntie will walk away very happy, having more things in her hands yes, to walk away Yes, she will with. feel that she's getting a deal. She's getting a bargain. Mm. She get more than what she paid for. So she won't focus on getting the discount mm, anymore. That's right. Then yeah. she can tell all her auntie friends that... To come to she, buy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So if you are able to stack 10 times of the value of the price you are selling, the customer will definitely have no more questions, no mm. more asking for a discount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll, I'll always give freebies, uh, you know, in my business if the customer asks for because those freebies are actually, it won't cost much, but then it can make the customer very happy. Yeah, so for me, I will always give the free gift. Mm, okay, so with that first cut type of anti-customer done, the second one would be also sort of anti, but then uh, it can happen on anyone because... Yes, not just anti. Yeah, <laughs> mainly because... Anti are... will be outraged if they hear this. <laughs> So sorry, aunties. I know one day I become auntie also. Yes. I think I'm already an auntie, but then yeah, uh, in terms of discount and everything, I understand. But the second one is more towards micromanaging, meaning that, okay, this is going to be the example. I'm going to buy this frying pan online from Sense Shop, okay? Yes. Beep. Okay, so I'm, I, I just bought a frying pan and I, 
this frying pan is a gift. I type in to Sans on the live chat saying that, hey Sans, can you please wrap this frying pan up because I want to give it as a gift to a friend. So the next thing I'll do is after I send, Sans say, okay, can, then I call. Hello, Sans, ah. Huh, I just now I just placed the order. I want to do the gift wrapping one uh, for my frying pan. You remember to use the very nice paper. Uh, I want the blue color one that I want red ribbon. Uh, I want the the got heart shape and star shape on the side and then the measurement of it has to be 5 cm, 2.5 cm and 3 cm, okay? Thanks for calling miss and I will treat this as a gift for my own friend and as an understanding person you are, I'm sure you will agree that giving us the time and focus would be the best scenario for both of us. Ah, uh, so in this case as a client, can you be not understanding? Of course, you will say, oh, okay, okay, thank you, Sans. <laughs> then you will <laughs> shut the phone. So why did you actually reply in this way? So the reason why I replied that way just now is to, first, you need to respect the needs of your customers who want to micromanage because their main concern at the end of the day is to achieve the result that they wanted or imagined to be. So you have to make it very clear at the start that you are the best at what you do and for them to have the to put their trust in you even before they you know, sign up or buy the things from you. If, if they're very paranoid, you should always keep them updated with your progress, not until they ask you, right? So when you realize they're paranoid, you always show them the progress. Hey, miss, I've completed 30% of the wrapping. I've completed 50%. Here's a photo of the wrap right now so that they will feel more at ease. So the next customer, I think I don't need to reenact because if you meet this kind of customers, it's like, getting a jackpot lah okay so what kind of customers are these this kind of customers are customers that come and buy frying pan from you but they will also ask you how you started your business in frying like selling frying pan so you'll be able to have a conversation with them is it like someone who is in the same stage as you maybe they have the same life experience as you yeah it's it's like customers that you can instantly know that they are actually going through almost the same journey or maybe they are also starting up a business and then they have a lot of questions that they don't know who to ask but to see you there and you being so friendly of course they will ask you questions out of your business and how are you going to you know be really casual and real with them because eventually these kind of customers would would be your friends Yes, I think sharing your business experience with this kind of customers will be very beneficial because since they will be in the same business stage or they have the same life experience as you, you can even consider to partner up with them, collaborate with them, or even feature them in your testimonials so that you can turn this customer into a content in your marketing in the future. Yeah, so I think this customer is what, uh, I mean, all we are looking forward to this kind of customer. This is the one of the best customers yeah. you can wish for. Yeah, okay. So let's go to the next one. The next one will be a bit troublesome. Lah, huh? who, who is someone who will owe you money, but then they will put your reputation on the line and to guarantee they will pay, but they don't pay. Beep. So I'm calling Miss Diana now. Ring, ring. Hi, Miss Diana. Hello. Hi, you, you still have an outstanding balance of 500 ringgit. Wow, how you get my number one? <laughs> You're, you're one of our customers, so we have your contact number here. Oh, okay, okay. Huh? Is it possible that you settle the balance before the end of this week? Uh, next month, can ah? Sorry, miss, this is already the deadline. Ayo, you scared why? I, I, I got, not only got 500 foreign pen that I buy from you, I buy bungalow, I buy Mercedes, I buy Ferrari. Eh. You scared what? Wah? You scared I run away? Ah? Beep. Okay, so this, this is one of the 
kind of customer that very troublesome. They owe you money and they don't want to pay. And then they were saying they have a lot of stuff. And so you will feel bad actually getting money from them. So my advice here is that you should send constant reminders, but in a gentle way, okay? Highlight to them that you have already delivered your products or service. And if they don't have any problem with the products or service that they get from you, isn't it fair that they pay you the money, right? But if worst case scenario, when they really don't want to pay you at all, you chase a lot of time, you chase for a long period of time, you can even consider to engage with a lawyer to get back your money because this is really the money that you deserve, that you shouldn't be going through so much trouble to get the money. But remember to don't do it yourself. You can always hire a collection agent or a lawyer to do it because it's very tiring and stressful process. So Diana, don't owe people money, okay? <laughs> okay, no problem. I got my CD, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, going to the next one is for perfectionist clients, okay? This one, I can really relate it to myself because I am that kind of client, I would say. But now, especially being in the service line, I've cut down. Okay, so now we are going to reenact buying a frying pan as a perfectionist, okay? Beep. Ah, this one, ah, I use the ruler, take out and, and measure the, the handle. Is it the kind of CM I want? This one, ah, is it round enough? Is it actually a circle? I will take and then compare, compare. And then I will see, I'll, I'll flip it over and see whether it's the coating even or not. If not even, I will ask Sense, hey, you got a new one, ah? So Sense will take 10 and 20 out for me, but then I still not, not very satisfied because I think the coating and everything has to be more perfect. So, I mean, all products are made, of course, to be going through quality and all that, but some are still not the same. So for Sense, how are you going to react to these kind of things when we compare and, and want to make it perfect? It can be very difficult to convince someone that not everything can be perfect, especially when it comes to perfectionists. So you will have to work a lot harder to satisfy this group of people or customers. So don't take it as a negative thing. Take it as a challenge or an opportunity to push yourself, right? Because this perfectionist is going to give you advice or because their opinions, like just now, the round shape is not round enough or the coating is not perfect enough. You can take this advice as the opportunity to improve your products instead of taking it as a negative way. So their advice and comments can be a way for you to polish up your service and product. But if the situation comes to a stage where it's really consuming too much of your energy and time, then you should consider to refund them completely and stop business. I mean, this is the worst case scenario, but if it's really making your life miserable and you can't serve other customer because of these people, then you should consider to refund. So because it, this relationship is not going to bring you any benefit and ending this will be benefits to both parties. Yeah, that's true. Like you don't have to always go with. You you cannot satisfy yeah, everyone. Yeah, because perfect is such a subjective. Uh, there are so many meanings to being perfect. So I guess it's quite hard for you know us to satisfy every single little bit that might not be perfect for us. So if you're not we're not happy with our work, then what's the point, right? Okay, so going to the next one, it's the best and high quality customers so with this i don't think i need to explain more i think if i were to go to sen's shop and buy frying pans he would love me but in what way uh sen could further elaborate yeah, that. so this kind of customer is like a dream come true they come to your shop no questions asked no negotiation not asking for discount or anything don't have any complaint they just pay you and they don't earn, they don't owe you any money 
So this is like the God level of customers. <laughs> if and every I were one to, of us. Yeah. Want. If I were to reenact that, it's like going to a shop and giving you cash right away and saying that, ah, uh, keep the change, you know, that kind yes. of customers. Yes. So so for this type of customer, my advice is to always appreciate them, over deliver your value to them, make sure they are always happy and they will be your long term customers even for life. Okay, of course, with very high quality customers, there are also other high quality customers that are ready to pay, but then you have to go through a little bit more steps. So this is how I'm going to reenact this customer is basically customers who think they know what they want, but they really don't really know. Okay, so let's reenact. Beep. Ah, hello, I, I want to buy the rice cooker can fry egg one. Which one ah? Hey miss, actually for frying eggs, the best cooking utensils you can use is a frying pan. Huh, but I heard ah, they say ah, go on rice cooker ah, can fry egg, can cook half-boiled egg, can do scrambled egg, what kind of egg also can. Yes, Why cannot? Yes miss, I understand that you may have heard from your friend who gave you advices like this and I have a better suggestion which is a frying pan which can do the same thing but 10 times easier and faster. Do oh. you want one of it? Can, can, show me, show me. Beep. Ah, these kind of customers are like customers that they heard from him, la, her, la, they, la. But then, do they really know what they really need for their situation? This is how you should actually talk to these kind of clients. Yes, because sometimes customers can be confused, right? Because it's actually a lack of knowledge in the particular field or in the particular industry that they want to buy the product. Like just now, the miss. She might want to cook, but she don't have a lot of knowledge inside. And actually, they don't want to look bad, like an ignorant. They want to show that they know something, but they don't want to show it out. Actually, they are lacking of something. Perhaps they have like gone through a very long research to look for something and they've been listening too much advice and opinions from other people that are using other products that might not be suitable for her situation. So uh, in this case, you have to really listen to what she needs and then show them this is actually what you can do and how you should do it. Yes, and if you heard from my reply just now, you shouldn't be rejecting or turn down their, their suggestion because it will make them feel bad or look bad. So instead, you should bring up an even better alternative that is based on or formulated from their suggestions. Yeah, and, and then you have to always remember that they are ready to buy, so uh, you have to... Give them the respect. Don't turn down their offers. They are ready to buy. So just correct the mistake inside, but don't make it look bad to them. Mm, okay, okay. So the, the next one we will go to is also people who might be ready to buy. They go to their shop. Okay, here's a reenactment. Ah, hello, Sans. Uh, I want to order 500 frying pans. Sure, miss. When do you want me to deliver it? Uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow I will come. Okay, sure. You just need to place a 20% deposit, miss. Huh? Still need to put the deposit? Ah? Okay, la, I, I give. Ah. Okay, thank you, miss. And then the next day. Okay, then the next day. She didn't show up. And she's gone forever. And Sans have ordered 500 frying pans. Now where to put it? Yes. How to sell it? I have, and I have only collected 20% deposit. So this is the type of customers who paid and gone missing. Not really paid, I would say. Like 20%, you are still losing money. Yeah. But actually, there's, there's nothing much you can do with a missing person. So, for example, if let's say you haven't rendered your service or you haven't purchased the products or haven't incurred any cost yet, then of course, 
you you will be happy lah because you you take the money but you haven't incur any cost right but if let's say like just now she come and place a 500 franc pens orders but i have incurred a significant amount of cost in my end so in this case to be honest the best way you can do is to report the police lah there's nothing much you can do with a missing person okay this is like a very unlucky jackpot okay yeah. but i think nowadays there are there are lesser customers who are so, you know, not so trustable. Even for you to make an order, that's why people want you to have more deposit is, is also because of this reason. You want to protect yourself as a as a business person and also for the customer, you have to make them understand that why you have to collect this. Yes, but when it comes to big orders like that, you really have to collect more deposit upfront to protect yourself. So when you are actually requesting for a deposit to be made, some customers might be asking, "Why are you requesting for that?" They will say, "Oh, you don't trust me, is it?" And then how are you gonna how are you gonna reply? So in order to fulfill a big amount of orders, we will need to actually pay or fork out a big amount of cost that will incur from the business end. So it's only reasonable that a customer pay you a bigger amount of deposit so that both parties will be committed to, you know, make this deal happen. It's not just a one-sided thing. It's not a trust issue. I guess with a lot of reasons like that, you as a customer, you have to be, you have to really voice out your concerns. And also as a business person, you have to be more straightforward with what is going on as well. Because I think every customer would be more understanding in that way to know what is your situation. Do not be afraid to lose some customers who you are not comfortable in dealing with. So maybe sometimes you have to say, really have to say no. And sometimes you have you have to meet up with a customers who can really commit it. And it's better to deal with customers who is trustable. It's a both way. It's a two-way relationship. It's not just I can be trustable, but you have to be trustable as well. Okay. So I think that about, you know, customers going missing after they pay or, or vice versa. So the next one would be customers who became your friends. I mean, along the way with San building the business from scrap, you are the best person to go to when it comes to customers like that. So how do you really get customers? I mean, get customers to be your friends. Yeah. Customers who became your friends, this kind of scenario is actually like a dream come true. They might have been your customers for years because they keep on buying your products. So in business, we are trying to build a long-term relationship with our clients. So it's not just, uh, you know, buy and sell trade kind of transactional relationship. We want to become friends with our customers because all those negotiation or discussion will become a lot easier when your customer has become your friends. And you can be more transparent. You can tell them more about your hardship or the difficulty in delivering the service or your products. And they can also give you a more transparent or upfront opinions about how good or how bad your services is. It's, as compared to a stranger, they might give you reviews or feedback that is not so direct or in-depth. But when they become your friends, they will give you a more detailed, honest unbiased reviews and that is the ultimate objective of me doing the business i want to become my customer's friend and they become my friend too mm. so like we could say there are a lot of competitors out in the market today and why not become a friend rather than an enemy or competitor lessen a lot of misunderstandings that you know it's a long-term business and you are hoping that both of you can grow together yes one more friend made is one less enemy Mm, that's, a, that's a good quote so with that I think we're gonna continue with the, the last type of customer 
So the last and final customer is, of course, the customer that is going to become your fan. So I can very easily reenact this. Beep. Uh, Hi, Sans. I would like to buy 10 frying pans from you. And can you please signature every one of them? And then please add a heart shape. Yes, (laughs) sure. (laughs) So uh, beep. So this is the reenactment that customer that becomes your fan. So in this case, you can see, imagine as a fan, you would go and go to your artist and then you would actually support them in a lot of ways. For example, you'll buy every album, although it's the same songs, but you'll still support them because knowing that the proceeds that are, that are going to this album is going to help them in some foundation that they created or a community that they are helping. And then from this itself, you know that it's worth whatever money that they're putting in is worth every cent of it. So for whatever merchandise they're coming out, maybe if they're coming out with a very weird merchandise, you are still going to buy it because you know you're already a fan. Yes, for example, like Apple. They have yeah. tons of followers who will just buy whatever Apple put out. And also the streetwear brand Supreme, right? Even yeah. they release a brick or a pin, <laughs> people are going to buy it. Yeah, so with, with all these brands, you could see how they are actually not building a customer base, they are building a fan base. It's like raving fans base. Yeah, and you can see that for Apple, you know, like the Apple and Android thing is always in the internet when there's a new product coming up or launch. So you can see Apple fans and Android fans will have a, a you know a little quarrel on the internet. You know, these are the best way of marketing. You don't even Apple is not even paying them. They are even paying Apple to buy their products, and Apple don't have to go through whatever they are saying is true or not because they are up to date. They are the most, maybe they are even more up to date than some employees in Apple, right? Yes. So yeah, build a, f- so build at a fan. Di- yeah, at this stage, your customers has become your word of mouth. These raving fans have become your word of mouth and they are the source of your referral business. Like they are going to introduce someone to buy your products. They became the, the referral. And some say you only need a thousand of these true loyal fans so that your business will be evergreen you will be set for life and they will buy whatever you're going to put out right like just like supreme and apple so you can focus on converting whatever happy customers you already have into a fan yeah so so with that i think it comes to the end of the episode i've gone through 10 kind of customers and i think i'm a little bit bipolar right now (laughs) from the amount of customers that I've I've been trying to reenact. So uh, I would like to dis- put a disclaimer out there. We are not trying to reenact any specific customer because to be honest, I don't remember any one of you because I don't like to remember bad experience. But for good ones, of course, I remember by heart. With this, I think we're going to end our episode. Yes, I hope you can get something out of this episode and I hope it will be beneficial for you in your customer service or when you're closing a deal or you're running your business. As a consumer, don't be too demanding sometimes, but as a business person, also don't take your customers for granted. Yes, learn and adapt to whatever situation you are in. Yeah, so okay. Uh, Please, if you think that this episode is beneficial for you and you would like to continue listening to our episodes, do remember to follow us on all our social media channels. Uh, You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, YouTube, okay, wherever. It's, we are everywhere, okay? Uh, we go by the name eliasjumix.com.my. So with this, I think we are going to end the episode. So this is Deanna signing out. And this is Sense. Stay tuned for our next episode. Bye.